This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of Fanboy Planet, and with me is, how, how did Lon Lopez describe you last week? The perky little Aaron Frost. <laughs> <laughs> and we, did he actually say that? Wow. I think he did on the vidcast last year out of Comic-Con. Uh, welcome back, Aaron, to the mainstream of thank Fanboy you. Planet. Thank you, thank you. And, thank you and we have just come out of the Camera 12 Cinema in San Jose to see a preview screening of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. We are now podcasting from the shadow of the San Jose Rep Building. Very, Let me tell you, very scenic, lovely. It is very scenic. Lovely. It is. We've got trains. We've got we've got homeless. It's fantastic. So, but let's focus on the film. So, uh, you actually had a copy of Order of the Phoenix uh, with you tonight. Clutched in my little hot hot little paws the entire movie. Um, because I'm reading it right now because, as you know, the seventh book comes out in a few weeks and, of course, I have to prepare. Absolutely. Um, and, actually, it... Uh, don't get me wrong. First impression, love the movie. Fantastic. Um, just... just good stuff. Um, but reading the book right now actually has ca- actually caused problems for me during the movie because I will sit there and watch the movie and at the same time in my head I'm going through scenes in the book going, wait, that's not what I remember, that's not what I'm picturing, that's not what just happened, that's not what I just read, and it was actually interfering for me. Okay, yeah, they cut a, obviously cut a lot of uh, elements out. They had to. It's this, an 800-page book. I believe this is the shortest film out of the five. Really? Uh, two hours and 17. I'm sure maybe uh, Alfonso Coron's Prisoner of Azkaban was a little shorter. I'm not sure, but that was controversial too for hardcore book fans. But as a film, I thought this worked as well, almost as well. I still think that uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban is, is my favorite. I thought Alfonso Cuarón no, that it by far is was my made the best the, film. Of the five now. But this one, uh, I thought, uh, acknowledged and picked up imagery that Alfonso had set up, and therefore there was kind of a continuity that I felt had lacked from the other three films. I, even between one and two, uh, I thought they kind of redesigned things in between. Even though it was the same director, Chris Columbus, this one, David Yates, is the director, kind of an unknown, done some BBC miniseries, mainly television, nothing film-wise, and this I thought was a really assured, big screen, huge summer blockbuster film. I, I was really impressed with his handling of the special effects, handling of the action. I really, I could follow the action a lot better than honestly I could with Transformers. <laughs> Though at no point does Harry become a truck. So Darn. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I It flows very well. It connects with the other movies in a um, much more solid way than I think they've ever connected before. Yes. Um, no, I think it was fantastic. I just, I just feel like because I'm reading the book right now, I feel like it, it, it feels a lot like grabbing scenes from the book and sort of putting them together. It still flows well. It still connects very well. Uh, it's still a story in of itself. But I can start feeling the separation from the series of the books and the series of the movies because you can just start, really start to tell with this book that a lot is being left out, a lot is being unsaid, um, by necessity, of course. And it's not a bad thing, though. That's that's what's really impressive, I think, is that it's still cohesive, it still works. Right, the novels are much richer, obviously, yes, but things like the presence of Hagrid's half-brother, Grop, which are, are large segments of Order of the Phoenix, is finding this brother and dealing with it and trying and it trying to <laughs> trying to tame him, uh, where it's really reduced to just a couple of scenes here, and yet it doesn't feel like we missed anything. No. Those were just those were cool asides for the novel, but for the film, this is all we needed to know to go through. I 
and I thought that I could tell there were changes as I think I mentioned earlier feeling that like the ending or the climax is somewhat different than I remember it being from the book and yet it so maintained the spirit of what J.K. Rowling had that was trying sense of, I was on the edge of my seat honestly yeah. holding my breath watching and loving every minute of it of yeah. course maintaining um, the spirit without mm-hmm. following the letter of what she had done and that's what I, what again Prisoner of Azkaban had done and what I thought was so magnificent about that film realizing that you could still keep the messages there and still keep the overall sense but be something different I don't know how the hardcore fans besides yourself uh, are going to feel about that, you know? I mean, you're okay with it, but sure, you're one of us. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, uh, dear, no. yeah, I know, it's not a... You know. um, I, what did you think of character performances? I'm curious. I thought I would... I One thing I was thinking watching this was just how lucky they were in such perfect casting with so many characters that here that these actors came back for what was essentially only one or two scenes. Emma Thompson playing Sybil Trelawney for two scenes. Beautiful. And just always. wonderfully you know, wonderfully done. David Thule is coming. I mean, these are one of my favorites. This is like a And he still manages to hold everything. Yeah, this is like a who's who of, of the best of British actors. A few are, you know, still trying to uh, wangle their way into the cast and I know they're trying to. <laughs> uh, actively uh, Well gosh, I want to be on the cast. Well, sure, but you're not British, so you can't be. I Sorry. can fake it. Oh, sure, we can we can all try. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I just thought that that was so lucky. But then the adding here of uh, Imelda Staunton as Dolores Umbridge. Oh my God! Who is nothing like what the description is no. of the novel in the novel, but what a perfect screen villainess she is. I had shivers down my spine. She was so well done, and so, and and Yates threw in some really cool things. I mean, the, she has an office full of plates with kittens. Of course, she's a cat lady, but the fact that they're cats, uh, they're all moving because they're wizards. I and that was disturbing. It was, and it was just so, it was such a fantastic portrayal of the facade of everything being okay. Of her being this wonderful, you know, I guess grandmotherly, wonderful, old, perfect lady. Mm-hmm. And then, and you just see those flashes, those moments of... Of the pure evil underneath. Of, oh, just... And, and that pure evil comes out of really fear, fear of change. And she gives a speech early on that captures that I thought, well, this is like, you know, our, our first lesson for our children about, you know, rebellion uh, <laughs> and why it's good because I could I could uh, hear... Question authority. Uh, no, I could hear uh, in the script, you know, there were definitely echoes of things that have been said, not just in our country, but in, in Great Britain in the past six years or so, and and coming from a message of fear. And I know it's that, again, the, the spirit of that is in Rowling's novel in the first place, but this just really brought it home, visualized it so beautifully. Some things I just thought were envisioned so well. Um, I what I like is okay in the book. I hate that woman. I I do not feel there are very few characters in novels that I despise mm-hmm. more than Umbridge. And what I love is that it carried over into the film. I I hated her in the film. I I I, I found myself clenching my fists when I she was, spoke. Well, clutching the book for me because it was there. <laughs> but yes, every time every time that high pitched little giggle came out, I wanted to yeah. just jump up the screen and strangle her because she was so horrible. And and um, I don't know the young actress's name, but Luna Lovejoy. Love good. Love good. Love Luna Love good. Whoever that girl is, I'm going to look that up for the written review. Um, she 
It was I just. Cannot, I cannot remember her name right now, but they specifically. Apparently, I, I, I um, heard that she actually loves Luna in the books too. She's a huge Harry Potter fan. Loves Luna's her favorite character, and so of course to be able to play Luna. She they, did, they, she's did a magnificent job. Apparently, I mean, she's quite like that in real life too. That's so okay. That's <laughs> um, you know, I mean, but just her expression and her attitude spoke volumes without speaking, and it, you in knew the, everything you needed to know about Luna mm-hmm. from just the way she was portrayed. And a little was, bit off, but not in a bad way. No, no, and, and that's just, then that's brought home in the script mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just pleased as punch, which sounds so archaic, but it, <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, I, I did. I just again, I'm marveling at all the little things. How lucky they're to have Julie Walters, uh, the guy that plays the Weasley dad, and, and I, the, oh, you know who else I have to applaud? The Weasley twins. The Weasley twins. Forever and ever, they have been my favorites, and they still continue to be my favorites. They are the. They are amazingly cast, A. Those yes. two are perfect. Amazingly performed. Mm-hmm. Plus, and, you know, they're the embodiments of mischief, right? And you see mm-hmm. it, of course, perfectly in the movie. I, mm-hmm. I, I cannot applaud them more. And I gotta say, in the major roles, again, how lucky. Child actors, they can grow up and they can become uh, very good. They can become an Elijah Wood, perhaps. Or they become a Macaulay Culkin. And we are so... I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't see that, but Aaron just shivered and it was not from the cold. No. Uh, uh, I think I may have caused nausea. <laughs> Uh, but a little bit. But we're so fine. lucky that Daniel Radcliffe turned out to be exactly as good as they predicted yes. he would when they cast him in the first place. Mm. And Rupert Grint and Emma Watson. I mean, they, they are, you know, the trio from the book. They just embody it so much. And yes, I'm so glad they're signed up for the the next two films. I'm, the I'm last glad it's going to end that way. Uh, but you know, and I think what impressed me most about this movie was I really did feel that heaven forbid because I know this isn't going to happen that if this movie tanked and they didn't make six and seven I know I'm sorry I'm sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you like that uh, but if they if, but what I mean is if it tanked and they didn't do six and seven I felt like this was a good ending and I love a movie that will do that for me uh, that will make me feel like even though I know it's part of a franchise and I know there's more that don't get me wrong. I want to see six and seven, but Wait. that I felt satisfied that it stood on its own and went back, show you know, and reminded you of the past, but stood on its own and went. This could be a conclusion to the series. There are still things left undone, obviously, but it said, you know, it stands on its own. It doesn't feel like quite as like the middle of something. No, well, I'm 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 not going to quite agree with you there. Okay. A because I'm a huge fan. If they didn't make the next two movie, Warner Brothers, are you listening? If you don't make the next two movies, I will come find somebody. <laughs> not but, <laughs> but um, no, there's. I have to say there's just too much left. There's too much hanging. Um, no, no, mind you, it, it has a perfect way of, that perfect way of leaving you hanging, wanting more, that makes you, you know, anticipate the next two films. Wonderful. I mean, I just, I always want more. I left this movie wanting more than I have ever wanted from Harry Potter before. I, I, I loved it. But I do not think they can leave it here. Just okay, all right. But they also had... In the alternate universe, They also had two elements that, uh, that made this my favorite book so far, is the redemption of Neville Longbottom, who has been a clown for the first four films and the first four novels, and then you see... He has the, grown up. He has grown up, but you see the pain of the character, mm-hmm. and the other character you see pain for... Of course, is, is Severus Snape, 
and Alan Rickman, who I can't, and this is a weird thing to say, but I really cannot believe that Alan Rickman is in his 60s. Because he's, yes, he's 62. And and that guy seems so much younger. And he plays this, and and it suddenly, I was watching this movie and going, you know how the, the, the ads for Deathly Hallows have been Suffer a Snape, good or evil. And I'm thinking, good. I'm thinking good, complicated, and you know, because people accuse Rowling of being, you know, somewhat simplistic in her characterizations, but Snape is such a complex character, and it's so brought to the forefront here, and, and he becomes more and in, his, in the book and in the movie, he becomes less of the target. I think this is one of the first books where they don't automatically suspect him of whatever's going mm-hmm. wrong at the school, right. or whatever's going right. wrong. Right, but it makes me world. feel that the events. But, sorry, my prediction for Deathly Hallows, he's going to be the hero. Uh, this is my hope. I really. I have no predictions when it comes to Snape. When it comes to Deathly Hallows, I have some small predictions when it comes to Harry that are interesting. Um, I don't know if I should be talking about them here, but um, why not? Oh, okay. I, I, it came to me the other day. I, I was just thinking, you know, they're kind of a balance, Voldemort and Harry, and um, I, I have this feeling that Harry will live. Mostly mm-hmm. because I'm deep in my heart, he can't die. But you want him to grow up and marry you, don't you? That's <laughs> what you wanted to happen. Uh huh. Yeah. Secret. I keep that in, but no. Um, I get the feeling when he defeats Voldemort because there's such a balance. Um, I believe he will defeat Voldemort, but in defeating Voldemort, he will lose his powers because Voldemort and him are so connected that the loss of one. I, I guess in the beginning they talk so much about how much of Voldemort has given some of Harry's part the parcel tongue and some of it there's so many aspects you of Voldemort you have a similar that... prediction to Keith Olbermann on MSNBC's Countdown oh and, okay uh, so, uh, so I advise you if you're listening to this go check this out on YouTube because it's one of the best vi- video essays I've ever seen and I can't believe that it's really about Harry Potter and it's such a respected newsman but it's a, it's a fantastic prediction but that leaves us with this with this film um I'm probably going to go ahead and say five planets out of five. I'm going to agree. I'm right. going to agree. Even I, I will recommend if you're thinking about grabbing the book before you go to the don't just put it down, walk away, save it till afterwards. It's been three or four years since I've read it. Whenever it first came out, I read it, and now it's time. You know, I'm reading it I, now. I'm glad I, I didn't reread it, but I'll reread it now. Well, of course, to, yeah. To see, and so, oh my goodness, I think it's about starting to rain on us. So, hey, before we sign off, I want to say that uh, if you enjoy listening to Aaron's voice more so than mine, uh, Aaron will be joining us down at uh, San Diego Comic Con. Yes, I will be at Nerd Prom with everyone. Nerd Prom, (laughs) Geek Camp, (laughs) and uh, she'll be joining us on our podcast. I don't know if it'll be nightly, but we will be podcasting from San Diego Comic Con. If you're lucky, it won't be nightly. Okay. (laughs) Oh, dear, we're good. All right, so thanks very much for listening. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief, Fanboy Planet. Remember, use your powers only for good.